Hey guys, welcome back to the Music Matters Media Podcast. I am Lisa. And I'm Eric. And it feels so good to be back, Eric. It really does. There's nothing more in the world that I love than doing this right here. And it just feels so good to be back here with you again after our our little break. And I'm just so glad to uh, to be back. Yeah, me too. I mean, I've missed this, you know. I've been really looking forward to recording this episode. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about Title X Brooklyn, which is Jay-Z's benefit concert that he does annually since 2015. It's the fourth one this year. I went to it. It was such an experience. I can't wait to get into that and who was performing and all that good stuff. And then later on, we are going to be talking about the Carter Five. Oh man, Little Wayne's big return. Big return. And it's so funny uh, that we're going to be talking about it because, Eric, I don't know if you remember, but early on this year, I think it was one of our maybe like first three episodes, uh, the people that we outgrew, bands that we we still hold near and dear to our hearts and, and you know, people that we outgrew. And obviously Lil Wayne was on that list. And I remember saying, listen, If he were to make a comeback, I would definitely take the time to check him out and, uh, you know, to go back and give it a listen. And that is exactly what I did. And honestly, Eric, it took me right back (laughs) to where I was back then. Took me back to my 16-year-old days of being utterly obsessed with Lil Wayne. You were there, Eric. You cannot vouch for that time period. (laughs) Lil Wayne's not ready to let you go yet, Lisa. (laughs) Just when I think that the phase is over, uh, the phase is never really over. (laughs) He just pulls me, ropes me right back in. And then it pretty much reminds me of all the reasons why I love him. And uh, this album is definitely, definitely, you know, one of those things that uh, helped rope me back in. So I can't wait to be talking about that. Before we get into that, though, we have our listener segment for our listeners all around the world, top three countries internationally. Let's see what we got this week, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Coming in at number three, we have Italy. Italy. Wow. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. So excited to see them on our list this week. I thought that was really awesome. Uh, They made our list previously, but it's just it's always nice to see them. And uh, so thank you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you guys so much. And coming in at number two, we have the forever loyal United Kingdom. Still here. Still here. Very nice. And coming in at number one, we have Brazil. Nice. Brazil. 
Nice to see them again. So cool. Thank you guys so much. They're another they're another country that keeps coming back and holding strong. So shout out to Brazil. Shout out to those three countries. We have Italy, the United Kingdom, and Brazil. Those are our top three for this week. And shout out to everybody across the world who takes the time to click play and listen to us. We cannot thank you guys enough. You guys are incredible. Thanks for sticking around. And if this is your first time listening to us, thank you for giving us a chance. We hope to uh, to have you stick around and uh, keep coming back for more. Definitely. Thank you guys so much. This means the world to us. And guys, have no fear because if you want to make our top three next week, all you have to do is share this podcast with your friends, with your families, with your loved ones, anybody in your life that you think will listen. And we could be shouting you out next. All right, so there's a lot to talk about. Where do we even begin? So, side note, because this is going to be a little bit all over the place, but I have to talk about it because it is so freaking relevant. Came out on Saturday. This has nothing to do (laughs) with everything that I set up in the intro, but it's just so relevant right now. And I wanted to know if you listened to it, but that is Thank You Next by Ariana Grande. I have not listened to it. But yeah, I've definitely been been seeing news of it everywhere. Oh boy. Oh boy. She dropped it right before SNL Saturday night. And uh, wow, what a song. First of all, let me say without, you know, putting the whole content aside of of that, which we will get into briefly because we have a lot to get through today. uh, The song itself is really good. It's a bop. Certified bop. Really? Well, I mean, <laughs> certified I, by me. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less. I mean, Ariana is a powerhouse singer, so. Yes, I, I truly, I love her vocals. Uh, I love the delivery. I think that the song itself, um, regardless of whether or not you can appreciate the content and everything that's going on revolving it, but the song itself uh, is very, very good. High replay factor. Very awesome. That's that's good to hear. You know. It's like an overall kind of shout out to my ex's song, um, but she did it, in my opinion, she did it very gracefully. It wasn't like she was throwing daggers in the sense of like just coming at these guys and, you know, being ruthless about it. It was more so um, looking back and just being thankful for the experience of being in those relationships for better or for worse. Mm, yeah, that's definitely a, a very mature way of, of taking the situation, you know. Now, naturally, because there were names in it of her previous ex-boyfriends, references to Big Sean and, of course, P, and then, you know, rest in peace, Mac Miller, of course, it's going to get a lot of buzz and a lot of people are automatically going to assume she's throwing shade, oh my God, this, this, and that, but... Honestly, if you look up the lyrics and you listen to the song, it's it's not what people think it is. Of course, people are going to automatically spin it to be something extremely negative. But in my opinion, I think that especially as an artist, just like how um, Pete, for example, may, may deal with things through comedy, this is her field, you know what I mean? And she's going to deal with it through writing and through music. So I think it was very therapeutic for her. I think it was very much needed. There's a lot of spotlight around her, obviously, because of the breakup and, and everything surrounding that. And then also because of, you know, rest in peace, uh, Mac Miller recently, everything that happened with him and, and the history that they had together. Um, and I love what she said about 
Mac. Uh, I thought that was extremely nice to, uh, obviously I knew if she was going to talk about her exes, of course he was going to be included. I just didn't know to what capacity, but I loved uh, that part of the song. Anyway, I think it's a great song. Everybody should go check it out. You're going to check it out regardless because everybody's going to be talking about it and you you probably just want to see what's up anyway. But I'm telling you, it's a bop either way. Great song. Love the message behind it. And uh, it's like a very empowering song. I got to tell you. I'm glad to hear that. Yes. And with that, you guys, because we could talk about a lot of things down this rabbit hole, but we can't go there because there's already so much to talk about. We got to keep it pushing along. But of course, I, I just had to bring that up because it's super relevant right now. It just dropped over the weekend and I just wanted to hear uh, everybody's feedback on that. Totally. All right. So let's get started. Okay, so let's talk about Tidal X Brooklyn. So Tidal is a streaming service and a platform for artists and musicians uh, that was created by Jay-Z. Yes, I definitely heard about that. Now, what he's using that for, I think, is pretty phenomenal, and I definitely wanted to uh, give a huge shout-out to Jay-Z for doing this, is he started um, Tidal X benefit shows. And basically, it's a huge collaboration amongst the most famous artists in the industry. And what I love about it is not just it's not just hip hop based. It's a little bit of everything. We got pop, hip hop, EDM, country. There's literally something there for everybody to want to come out to these shows. And um, its inception was in 2015. That's when it everything first began, and he wanted to do these benefit concerts to raise money for causes that he thinks are important and that are overlooked, and he wants to make a change, and I love the fact that he's doing this. So each year, he pretty much, with each concert that he does every year, he focuses on a different issue, and the proceeds from the concert goes directly to that. Pretty incredible, if you ask me. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's an awesome thing he's doing. So just to name a few that he's done in the past, he has covered disaster relief funds and recovery. He's done education causes. And this time around, he's focusing on social justice, uh, specifically criminal justice reform. Definitely a worthy cause. Aside from the show itself, just going because of that, I was all for it, regardless of who was going to play. I mean, him being Jay-Z and having the pull that he has in the music industry, he gets heavy hitters every year. But regardless, I was there because of uh, the cause. It's a great cause. Uh, All the net proceeds were donated to criminal justice reform organizations, including Cut 50, Equal Justice Initiative, Innocence Project, and Reform. Yeah, I've heard a lot about those groups. That's so awesome on his part. It was really great. And Eric, just to prove that we can all make a difference if we all come together for a great cause, since its inception in 2015, you know, this being the fourth annual benefit concert throughout the years, Jay-Z has raised and us, the public, has raised altogether over $10 million for these causes. Wow, that is no small feat. So anybody who says, you know, oh, who am I? I'm just a person. What can I do about it? Things like this, get educated and get involved. You might think that you don't have a voice and that you are nobody, but guess what? When we all come together for uh, the better of humanity, it really makes a difference. And it all starts with you. So Jay-Z, 
Thank you for doing this for the public and for the people and the people out there who attend these shows. Thank you for contributing to such great causes and for making a difference. Wow. Beautifully said. And I absolutely agree with everything you said. You know, all of your voices collectively really amount to something so much greater than yourself when you band together for something like this. So like you said, don't ever think you don't matter because you'd be surprised how much, you know, a collective of voices can achieve. And the night was so magical. Let me just name off some of the the big names that we have here. We have Lauren Hill, Meek Mill, Anderson Pack, Normani, Kodak Black, Tiana Taylor, Bozzy, Black Thought. Yep, yep, Eric. I see Eric nodding his head. He liked that one. <laughs> we have the Locks. We have uh, Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine. We have a bunch of. Uh, bunch of names out here we have little kim uh, made an appearance fat joe made an appearance um it was it was one hell of a lineup and from what i've seen this was my first uh title benefit show but from what i've seen in previous lineups it, it's like this every year Rick. he he really goes all out because he has obviously all these friends and connections within the the industry and i love how he's bringing everybody together for such a good cause because these artists are literally giving their time to to do this they're not getting anything from it they're literally just giving their time for the cause and I love that each artist came out and they played between two three songs and maybe some of the bigger artists went a little bit you know above and beyond for the crowd which I loved and Eric I gotta tell you it was one hell of a night it really was I mean listen with with names like that I can't even imagine I'm actually the only thing is I'm somewhat jealous that I couldn't go. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, with names like that, I can't even imagine what kind of a night it was. And if it's for a great cause like this, you know, even better. And it wasn't a traditional concert, let me tell you. It was far from because, you know, yes, there was these performances, but there was also a lot of speeches that were given. We had motivational speakers come out. We had uh, people that have actually gone through criminal uh, injustice be recognized, which I thought that was great, where they gave shout outs in the crowd to uh, several people. There was at least three people there that stood up and and spoke about their stories and what they went through. Very real and really uh, drove the point home for those who came to, uh, to watch the show. And it was just, it was such a cool lineup because it was like, a little bit of everything you have uh you know acts like cascade right which is an edm act and he's over here like blowing fire and there's confetti and there's like anything that you would expect from an edm festival was pulled out on stage and then you have acts like um danielle bradbury so shout out to to all the country fans out there because she was actually a contestant on the voice and she won a couple years back i forgot whose team she was on I want to say Adam or Blake forgot specifically who that was. But anyway, so she won and she came out and represented for uh, country music. And, you know, she, regardless of how you feel about country music, she killed it. I thought she did an amazing job. Such an incredible voice. So that was really cool. Um, Because I know I just wanted to point that out because I know a lot of people would expect it to just be hip hop based, uh, but it really wasn't. It had a little bit of everything. Of course, it had a uh, heavy hip hop uh contenders and hitters, but uh it was it was great. My favorite acts of the night, I wanted to point out. Uh I loved when 
uh, Little Kim came out with the locks, you know what I mean? Seeing like Little Kim and Jada Kiss, that was pretty crazy. Um, Fat Joe came out, which I thought that was a really cool uh, performance. Black Thought, he really, Eric, I mean, you could talk about him. He really uh, blew me away. Blew me away. Listen, Anderson Park, Fat Joe, Black Thought, those names alone, you know, again, just makes me all the more sad that I couldn't be there. And I got to tell you, I didn't really know much about Anderson Park before I got to the show, but he made me a fan hands down. As soon as I went home, I uh, I jot down everything that I saw, the songs and everything, and I went back to listen to him, and I'm like, wow, he's good. He's good. Man, when I found out about him through A Tribe Called Quest back when they released their album back in 2016, and I've been a fan ever since, the guy is phenomenal. I also want to give a shout out to Jacob Banks. He's he's not as well known around here, but uh, he's from the UK and he has one hell of a voice. Eric, promise me you're going to look him up after this because he blew me away. I, just looking at him, I'm like, how is that voice coming out of him? It's just one of those things where it just doesn't match because it sounds like a, such an old school, like an old soulful type of voice. And I was like, wow. You sound like you should be like 80 years old <laughs> in a bar somewhere behind a piano. Like, you know what I mean? It was one of those things. Uh, but he was phenomenal, really great. Uh, and that's the thing I liked about this concert as well. It wasn't just like these big name stars. Of course, there was, but it, it gave a chance to everybody. It gave a chance to like up and coming people as well, which you know that we love to promote here. That's one of the things that we really love to promote is people on the come up trying to really spread their message and spread, uh, you know, their uh, music out there. So I love that. I love that it gave them the platform and it leveled it out between the up and comers and, and obviously the mainstays. That's so cool. And yes, I will definitely look them up. I'm Based on what you said, I'm definitely interested. Other performances I wanted to shout out was uh, Bozzy. Oh my God. His new album is fantastic. I cannot wait. That is going to be a review of that album is going to be up on the website pretty soon. So check that out. Look out for that. Um, and Normani. Oh my gosh. I wanted to, to point that out because it was so cool because her... She just recently dropped a collab EP with Calvin Harris, and that came out literally the same time. So she was out there performing uh, a song, and it, we got like the first uh, listen of that live, which I thought that was really cool. I love when that happens to uh, to match up when you go to a concert, and then they come out, and they're like, so we got a new song we want to share with you. I love that. Love that. And she, wow, she really um, has such a stage presence. Like she lit up the whole stage and she, the choreography that she was doing and her vocals sounded exactly like she did on the EP. And she really blew me away. So shout out to Normani. She did great. And that EP is stellar. So anybody who wants to check that out, please go check that out. If you're uh, into that type of music, highly, highly recommend it. That is the Normani collab with Calvin Harris, the EP, two songs, both songs, straight fire. You're missing out if you don't check that out. Just, just throwing that out there. And I also want to give a shout out to Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine. Eric, I'm sure he needs no introduction. You know all about him. He was ripping it on stage. It was insane watching him go on the guitar. And, uh, you know, he, wow. I, I haven't seen anything like that in a really long time, I got to tell you. 
right? I mean, the guy is just literally the best at what he does. Seamlessly, and, seamlessly. Yeah, he's yeah. just going for And he's making this guitar sing. It was insane. And he wasn't even using his fingers half the time, which I thought that was cool. He's pulling out all the tricks. And uh, for those who, who weren't there, you can stream the concert, which is really cool. If you want to go check it out. And I highly suggest that because uh, it was just such an incredible show. So for those of you who missed out and you want to see everything that I'm talking about now, you can go back and stream the concert, go to Tidal's website and look it up. And I promise you, you won't be disappointed because there were so many incredible performances throughout the night. Oh, it looks like Christmas did come early after all for me. <laughs> <laughs> looks like I get to I get to see it after all. I'm glad. And Eric, I know this was about criminal justice reform, but you know what would really be criminal? What? Not discussing Lauren Hill's performance. Oh, yeah, for sure. The legend herself, Miss Lauren Hill. Wow. I just felt so honored to be there in the same room as Lauren Hill. I could not... I was losing my mind. I was like, wow. I, I never thought I was going to be able to get an experience like that. I never thought that I would be able to get the chance to see her live. Yeah, I remember I saw her performance at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony recently. I don't remember if it was, yeah, it was last year, I believe. And she was fantastic. I she mean, wow. Was. She put on, in, in my opinion, I think she put on the best show of the night at that ceremony. It was that good. She's fantastic. And I love Lauren Hill because not only is she so extremely talented, but the message behind the music. You know I love that, Eric. Don't get me wrong. I, I love music that you can dance to and vibe to and feel good music. That's all great. But when it comes down to it, what really keeps me around and the replay factor is to go back to something and have that music with a strong message behind it. And that is her, that's Lauren Hill summed up, you know, music with a message. Yes. That's usually what always, you know, just lends itself. You know, it really gets into your psyche. It gets ingrained in there. And that's what you remember, you know, years from, from when you first hear it. When she played that thing, I lost my mind. <laughs> I did. I really did. It was such a fun night. There were so many big names and so many up and coming uh, people. And like I said, it was just all different genres throughout the board. And I loved it. I loved every minute of it. And I loved uh, all the people that came out and spoke. It was really important. I'm glad that Jay-Z is using his platform for you know, things beyond the music industry and really trying to give back to the community. And I think that's a fantastic thing. Yeah, me too. That's definitely how you use your power to help out in a big way. And Eric, you're never going to believe this, but so doors opened at eight, you know, so by the time things that actually like really started going, it was 830 and the concert didn't end until 130 in the morning. Wow. I mean, I can believe it, but you know. And it's, that's it's, it's and that's with I'm used to, you know? that's with people. Think about it. That's with people playing like two to three songs each. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, some of the bigger names threw more songs in there, but for the most part, because can you imagine if these people were playing full sets? Forget it. That would have to be like a festival. We'd have to be there for like <laughs> the whole week. You know? Yeah, for sure. And you know, I, I can believe it because with those big names, I mean, you're it's bound to last a while. 
Plus, you know, when you have so many big names like that, you really don't want it to end anyway. So, And, of course, the main, main, main attraction that was there that night. And he closed out the whole entire evening, and I thought it was great. I was living my best life. 16-year-old me, like, came back from the dead and was just eating it all up. The one, the only, little Wayne. I was so, so, so happy. And so Eric's looking at me right now. We're both just like, he could see the look on my face. I'm like glowing (laughs) talking about Lil Wayne. I feel like, I feel like I'm talking about like my child. Like I'm just so proud, (laughs) so proud of him. (laughs) Oh my God. Where to begin? Wayne has been through so much within these past, uh, you know, the last couple years, and uh, it was just so good to see him back in action, and uh, and he was very coherent, you know what I mean, at the concert, and he was very humble, very grateful, constantly thanking, you know, the fans and his family, and really taking it back to, to everything that matters, and, and where he came from, and what he's about, and I love the fact that he played some new songs off of the new album, The Carter Five, which I love. Um, he played Mona Lisa. He played, he played, uh, dedicate. He played uproar and then he started doing the dance, which I thought that was really, really cool. And, uh, yeah, it's just, he, he played, uh, obviously he played more songs than, than everybody else. He was closing out the night and I just, I was living my best life. I cannot stress that enough. I was really going all in. He played a Millie. And when he played that, I lost it because that really took me back to to the time that I first started getting into him. Uh, For anybody that knows me, they know that the Carter 3 is my favorite Wayne album of all time. Uh, I love the Carter series in general. Uh, The Carter 2 is great. Carter 4. Carter 3 is my favorite of the whole series. And uh, I cannot wait to get into talking about the Carter 5 today which is, that's what we're heading into right now, is his big return to music. And what a return it was. So let's get into it, because there's a lot to talk about. So just a little background for those that don't know. uh, The Carter Five is part of the Carter series. He has one, two, three, four, and now five. The release date was September 28th, 2018. His birthday is September 27th, so he released it midnight on his birthday. I thought that was really cool and made it that much more special. Um, He released it through Young Money Entertainment, which now Wayne fully owns the rights to. And for those who are curious, uh, yes, he is still creatively uh, attached with Nicki Minaj and Drake. Those are still his artists, which is great. So they have the liberty to do whatever they want to do all together and individually but I thought that was really great that was a big win for him uh, because for those who don't know there was a huge gap between music releases because the last album that he released was back in 2011 and that was the Carter 4 and I remember it so vividly because that is when I first started college and that's when that album dropped around that time and that was all I was bumping like freshman year that was all I was bumping <laughs> I can absolutely verify this. (laughs) Yes, I remember that. So this album, The Carter Five, was originally planned to be released in 2014. But there were several delays because of uh, contract 
disputes between Lil Wayne and Cash Money Records, which it used to be Young Money Cash Money, and now it is solely uh, Young Money is independent of Cash Money. So that was the whole legal battle back and forth between Wayne and the head of the label, which was Birdman. And it went on for legit years and years to the point where Wayne seriously considered uh, retiring, quote unquote, uh, because he was just so frustrated with all the legalities and everything that was holding him back from releasing music. And uh, it really discouraged him. But I am so glad because it made this album all the more sweeter. People have been waiting for this album and that's what makes it so special everybody's been waiting for Wayne's return and it's not just me saying that being a super fan okay because I know a lot of people are like all right Lisa you need to calm down nobody cares but guess what a lot of people care and the numbers show it because the Cartified debuted at number one on the U.S. Billboard 200 charts with nearly 500,000 units with 433 million streams and this record is also Lil Wayne's fourth U.S. number one album. So take that. <laughs> take that. That's all I got to say. I mean, what more proof do you need, right? I mean, it's it's right there. It is such an incredible return. I am so excited to to be talking about it. I've been waiting for it. A lot of people have been waiting for it. And we're just so glad that uh, that Wayne is back in the music game. Back to show him how it's done. I cannot wait to get into these songs, Eric. Just like with the Scorpion album by Drake, I had no expectations for it because Lil Wayne isn't someone I listen to regularly like that. However, because he was everywhere at a certain point, I had an idea of what his overall sound was like. So I just really based myself on that, but I had no real expectations for it. All I knew is that it was a big deal and I really had to give it my full attention. And going into it, I was definitely very pleasantly surprised, A, by the guests that were in it. I thought that was really cool. But there were 11 guests on this album. Triple Extentacion, Travis Scott, Nicki Minaj, Kendrick Lamar, Sasaman, Regine Carter, Snoop Dogg, Ashanti, Mac Main, and Nivea. What a lineup. Yes, what definitely, a lineup. definitely a who's who of guests on this album. So awesome to hear all of them. And yeah, it was just super cool to hear them at different songs. And as for the album, the production, great production. You know, the bass was fantastic. All the instruments are fantastic. All the samples were great. Yes, that's what I love about Wayne. His yeah. beat selection is because that yes. can really separate, uh, you know, a good song from a great one. And he has such a way with uh, selecting these beats and creating these uh, different vibes through each song instrumentally. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's, he's definitely got an ear for that. His voice, of course, you know, was the main thing, you know, present throughout everything. I loved his delivery on a lot of songs. And the lyrical content was also really cool. I love that it ranged from a lot of different subjects on this album of course dealing with fame you know dealing with family dealing with other personal things like breakups you know it was all there it was all laid out on the table i thought it was great something that i really loved about this album is i loved the features of his mother so yes absolutely i love that too that really made it really gave the listener 
uh, that connection with Wayne, something yeah, that we yeah. really have never had in the past, where he really uh, gave us a chance to have that inside look of his family life and what that was like and everything that his mom was discussing uh, throughout the entire album. I love the clips with her voice in it um, on certain tracks, and it just it tied everything together really well, and it made us, it gave us an inside look of Wayne's life and it really made us feel as a listener closer to Wayne and it was nice for him to to have that to uh, be vulnerable and let his guard down and kind of let us in as a listener something that you know he's had trouble with doing in the past because you know how it is with rap and hip-hop it's all about putting on that front of being the toughest the baddest and you know people confuse one thing with the other there there's no reason to say that you can't be that but you can't also show the human side of you and i love that we got to see uh both sides of wayne on this album and i guess one thing that i truly like about this album again i know i'm not the biggest little wayne fan but i can appreciate how big of a figure he is within the hip-hop world and if anything the clips of his mother and all the lyrical themes you know, it's, this isn't just a comeback for him. It's also a reassertion that, hey, I'm this huge force within this genre, and I want everyone to remember that in case they've forgotten it. Right. It's it's definitely a huge coming home for Wayne. Uh, songs like Dedicate, I freaking love. Spoiler alert, but I love that song because it, it really um, capsules everything that you just said, where the fact that, uh, you know, even the lyrics themselves, it's like, if it wasn't from Wayne, it wouldn't be. And, and then they go into all the, the trends that Wayne uh, set for all these rappers that came after him uh, between, you know, even using Lil in their name to, uh, you know, the whole mumble trap thing that's going on right now to uh the face tattoos and you know everything that Wayne did for for the culture and back then back in 2007 8 9 everybody used to uh look at him like you know who's this guy and what's he and then now in 2018 it's become such a common thing if it wasn't for Wayne he's he was the one who started it all you know it all traced back to him it just shows you how ahead of his time he was you know to it shows you really like how forward into the future he looked. You know, he thought to himself, maybe right now I'm the outcast, but one day this is going to be the new thing. And when that happens, I'm going to be there to remind everyone. Yes, and I I, I love that. I love the fact that he always referred to himself as a Martian and, and uh, literally in uh, his old tracks, I'm not a human being and I'm not a human being uh the follow-up to that, the part two to that, uh, literally referring to himself as an outsider and an alien in this world. Uh, he's always been super um, eccentric and stuff like that, but that's what I love about Wayne. I love the fact that he's just so different and he thinks so uh, futuristically and his thoughts are so far ahead. And for anybody who just kind of disregards what he has to say based off, off of how he looks or what they've heard from other people, really, are doing themselves a disservice because uh you know if you can get past all that you would really get down to the core of who Wayne is and he is such an intelligent uh guy and he wouldn't be able to talk about half this stuff and uh even you know people wouldn't even get a glimpse of half of his journey and what he's been through if they didn't take the time to listen um because without Wayne's uh intelligence 
he couldn't have the flow that he has. And that's what I love about him. I love his flow. I love, you know, all the wordplay, all the puns. And you have to have a certain amount of intellect to get certain jokes, to get certain uh, rhyme schemes and stuff like that. So I think that people, it's easy to just kind of breeze past him and be like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to write him off. Um, but it's really a shame because I think honestly, and that's just, you know, I know that I have such a deep love for Wayne, but I honestly, putting that aside, I really do think he's one of the rappers that really changed the game. And I think years from now, when Wayne is long gone and we're all long gone, people are still going to be talking about Wayne and what he did for hip hop. And speaking to your point about Wayne being one of, you know, the most intelligent guys you've ever known, I feel that way about people in hip hop in general you know it you got to realize how much skill you need to have to use your words in the way they do especially if they're freestyling or whatever it is it takes a certain amount of skill to be able to do what these guys do in the way that they do it and the fact that you might be tempted to say oh well this guy's ignorant or he's not offering anything you know, smart to say. That's stupid because, you know, the way they do this is just so complex, even if it may not seem like it. Absolutely. I cannot agree more. I make that argument all the time. There's a big difference between, you know, personal preference, whether you like rap or hip hop or you don't, that's fine. But you can't discredit a whole genre of music and say that it's garbage when really that's just your opinion because that's not the type of music that appeases to you. But to say that these people aren't talented and aren't intelligent and, uh, you know, aren't uh, giving they're all creatively and musically to the world is uh, such an injustice to music in general. And I can't stand that argument of, oh, this is just crap. You know, why do people listen to this? This is garbage. Uh, because just because like, once again, just because it doesn't appease to you does not mean that you can just go around and discredit the whole entire genre uh, just because you don't like that type of music. So, And what I love about hip hop is that you know, you can take your 10 most favorite songs ever in hip hop, listen to them all multiple times, and you'll still be just as impressed because you'll still be in awe of how they told you their story because it's just so fantastic. The way they use the words, the way they combine the music with the words, it's something that you never, it, it never loses its effect on you because you're just like, wow, I can't believe they just did that. Yes, I love that you brought that up as well because like I said uh, earlier, you have to have a certain uh, intellect to pick up on things. You know, the wordplay, the entendres, the, you know, the rhyme schemes, all of that is such a creative process for a musician in hip hop. And it's not just something that's like, you know, thrown together out there, you know, and, and granted, obviously we have a lot of, it, it varies across the board depending on who you listen to, but for the most part, it's, it's extremely, extremely cool to go back and listen to a song and still find gems in that song. I think that's the coolest thing ever. And that's how you know somebody is really good at what they do when you can listen to an album over and over again and still find new things to appreciate about it, where maybe you listen to it at a certain period in your life or maybe when you were younger and then you pick it back up when you're older or you're in a different point and you're like, oh, wow, like... 
he meant this or she meant that. And, you know, that's so funny because now I understand the reference of where that came from and, and little things like that. I think that's such a cool experience to have. And I think one of the best abilities a rapper can have is to say in only maybe five words what you could say with a million, if that makes any sense. It does. You it know, does. I, I kind of feel like that's the great given talent that rappers have, that they can say so many different things with just so little words. And I love when exactly what you said, you find yourself listening to a song or you listen to a certain phrase. And you're like, wow, this could mean that or it could mean this. Or you go back to it and you're like, wait a minute, that has a double meaning. You know, exactly. It's, really cool. it's so cool. And speaking to your point about rap having a, a certain art in terms of using words and using wordplay. I remember back in high school, there was this kid that wanted to be a rapper. And I remember him saying, ironically enough, in English class, man, what do I need English for anyway? And the teacher was like, are you kidding? If you want to be a rapper, you need to know English. You know it's kind that. of a big deal. Exactly. So I think people, you know, who don't like rap and who think it's crap and who think it's garbage and has no value, they really underplay the, or they downplay the, the whole point of hip hop because the point is in the words. Yes, it's in the music too, but the emphasis is in the, the words are, are what move you. Exactly. Another interesting fact about this album, fun fact, uh, I was watching Wayne on Jimmy Fallon. So he was on for an interview promoting the Carter, uh, and the Carter five. And he was also the musical guest of the night. And, you know, they were talking about the album and, and everything. And something so incredible is Wayne does not write down any of his songs. So he is not there writing the songs and then getting into the booth and recording. Everything is straight off the dome top of his head and I thought that was phenomenal because for somebody to have such an extensive catalog and you know with everything that he said because these are long songs too on top of that we're not talking about like one minute two minute songs here and for the fact that he did not put pen to paper once throughout this entire album he pretty much told Jimmy I have it on top of my head I just go in and the song comes out and then I'm like, okay, I'm ready for the next song. And then I have what it sounds like in my head already. Like, that's what I'm saying. He's just on another level artistically that I think a lot of people don't give him the credit for that. He has all these ideas and everything going on inside his head. I would love to be Wayne for a day just to experience that, what that would be like his whole creative process. Uh, I think that would be really cool. And I thought that was so interesting, the fact that he's like, I let the public write down the lyrics and, and put it up on, on the internet. And he said to Jimmy, he's like, your people are the ones who, who gave me a printed out sheet of my lyrics so that way I can go back and uh, rehearse my performance tonight. So the fact that it just all came straight from the top of his head and then he went into the next song and the next song, that in itself shows true talent and artistry. And that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, some people looking at hip-hop think it's worthless or they think it's, uh, in, a, in a matter of speaking, the bastard son of music. When really, to be able to make an entire album just from stream of consciousness, just without writing a single word down on paper, that takes a certain skill that not everyone has. 
and to be able to use the words that are just pouring out of your head in such a creative manner that's to me that's nothing less than an art form and a really unique kind of intelligence he's a genius in his own right you know he really is exactly and to to downplay that for the simple act of hating on it i don't agree with it so we had the huge gap the carter 4 in 2011 and now finally the carter 5 the long-awaited release in 2018 eric i want to hear all your thoughts Give me your overall on the album, and then let's get into least favorite, honorable mentions, and favorite picks. So let's start off with your overall thoughts, and then we'll just get the least favorite out of the way and go into the the greatness of what this album is. So overall, truly, you know, just an awesome experience. I loved it. Great listen. You know, the production was awesome. You know, the samples... The instruments are awesome. I love that he used live instrumentation on some songs. I also loved the samples of, you know, soul music throughout some of it as well. I love the references to different things. Like, yes. You know, when he references TLC. Yep. Uh, the fact that he references that all of these rappers wouldn't have their success without him. And I also love that he clearly shows you where Drake's influence comes from. You know, I feel like on some songs... He doesn't do it, obviously, with that intention, but it's kind of like, hey, remember me? You know, Drake has my signature. Right, you right. Know? So I thought that was also pretty cool. Um, you know, again, the, the the topic of the lyrics, really awesome. I love that the topics are all across the board. You know, there's personal struggles. There's, you know, the the struggle it took for him to get to the top. His mother is also a huge part of it. And I also love that there's a lot of storytelling as well. Yes, I love yeah. the incorporation of his family. He even has his his oldest, which is uh, his daughter on the track Famous, singing on the chorus. And then he has his mother, like we said earlier, throughout the entire album. And I love the incorporation of family. It just makes us feel a lot closer to Wayne and gives us a connection that we never had there before. She did a fantastic job, by the way. Nailed it. Very good. Nailed it. Loved it. Well, with that being said, I love the entire album. Picking a least favorite was not easy, <laughs> but um, my least favorite would have to be Problems. What? Eric, get out of here because I wrote down my least favorite is Problems. Really? I nice. swear. <laughs> Look at this paper, buddy. Check it out. Yeah, it's right there. Yep. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Because for all you guys that have been listening to us, as you know, we don't show each other beforehand what we picked, what we didn't pick. We like to do it right here, live on air, get the real reaction of whether we agree or disagree with each other. And out of 23 songs for us to pick the same least favorite song, I thought that's pretty <laughs> yeah, That's pretty cool. Definitely. So you explain why and then I'll explain why. So Problems, I like it. It's a good song. But I guess out of every lyrical theme he brought up on the album, I kind of feel like the lyrics and Problems are the least interesting to me you know i kind of feel i like, agree yeah that, that's cool but there's much more interesting topics on the other songs than this one so in that sense it kind of missed the mark for me but it is still a good song i totally agree i feel like problems was a completely 
in my opinion, a throwaway track, just one of those filler tracks. And uh, in an album with 23 songs, if you're going to put that much music out, which as he should, because it's been such a long way, of course, like I wasn't uh, upset at all that the fact that it was 23 songs long, I loved it because we've been waiting for such a long time. But if you're going to have that uh, kind of a track list, every song needs to hit hard, in my opinion especially because it's been such a long-awaited album that there's very high expectations on the line here. So with Problems, I feel like, you know, it's not weighing at his best. It's kind of a throwaway track. And uh, like you said, the lyrical themes is kind of, eh, you know, it, it's it's it leaves a lot to be desired. It's like been there, done that. So what about honorable mentions, Eric? Let's throw a couple of those out there. So you might be surprised by the number of honorable mentions. Because, you know, I, I figured that more often than not, I found myself really liking a lot of the tracks on this album. So I figured, uh, you know, it would kind of be a disservice if I only picked like one or two. So I have four. Go for it. So my honorable mentions are Demon. I really love the samples of the soul music throughout the thing. The electric guitar, the vocalizations. thought it was really awesome. Mess. That nice. song was just... Lyrically, it's so good. You know, of course, the music is well, too, but it's awesome, too. But, you know, lyrically, <laughs> you know, you really do feel Wade's position as being stuck in the middle in terms of, like, all these people in his life that he says are messed up. Right. You know, so I, I really can't appreciate that. Um, dope Brothers, for lack of a better term. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, uh, featuring yeah. Snoop. Yes. Yep. He, Snoop was fantastic. Great to hear him on this song. Great song in general. Loved it. Yes, Snoop is great. And the last one, I had to include it in here, Don't Cry, featuring yes. Triple Extentacion. Yes. You know, Rest such, in peace. such a heartfelt song. I love what he says. I want a triple extension on my afterlife. Triple Extentacion's vocals, really good. And, you know, it's just one of those songs that you have to include on any list of yours, you know? And to me, it would have been a disservice if I didn't include it. I really love your picks, Eric. I love your honorable mentions. We didn't even get into favorites yet, and I already love your honorable mentions. <laughs> Gotta say. Uh, you know, me being me, I chose six honorable mentions. Wow, okay. And I thought <laughs> I thought you'd be surprised with my number. Because <laughs> you know it's me and it's Wayne, so... I just wanted to let the people know out there that in case they have a favorite that didn't make my favorites, trust me, there's a lot of songs on my radar. It's just, it's hard to narrow it down. No, yeah. I mean, listen, I mean, Wayne is your guy, so go crazy. Okay. So we have uh, Let It Fly featuring nice. Travis Scott. Nice. I love the vibes of that song. I thought that was great. Uh, Can't Be Broken. I love the message. Great song. And great the song. theme uh, throughout that song. Great song. Dark Side of the Moon featuring Nicki Minaj. Oh, my God. So at first, I was kind of like, I didn't know how to to uh, react to the song because when I saw it featuring Nicki Minaj, I automatically assumed that she was going to be rapping on the song and it was going to be one of those hard-hitting tracks, like just straight bars. And the fact that it's such a delicate love ballad I've, I've got something to say about that <laughs> yeah i was like blown away and uh people are sleeping on Nicki minaj's vocals I, i'll say that much seriously she can really sing she and, really can you know this isn't the fact that isn't new you know it's been known for years that she can sing and rap you know equally well 
definitely multi-talented so shout out to Nicki Minaj and and that song I love uh the way that their voices blended together I love the story that they told really great song so I got that um Perfect Strangers uh I love that Perfect Strangers and What About Me going into the whole relationship aspect of things I've got something to say about What About Me as well yes I love those two I thought those were great extremely relatable just about you know breakups and love and uh dealing with with that and so those songs were really great and of course I had mess on my list as well for an honorable mention because I love mess because who can't relate to that song yeah seriously he's literally talking about all these aspects all these different aspects of his life he's like this is a mess that's a mess (laughs) and I was just like Wayne I feel you (laughs) yeah it's like yeah that's been my life this week (laughs) exactly exactly so yeah those are my honorable mentions let it fly can't be broken dark side of the moon perfect strangers what about me and mess I know that was a mouthful a lot and normally I don't allow that many but it's Wayne, so I gotta listen. That that makes me happy. The fact that you uh, that you could express your deep admiration for this guy. So honestly, it's totally fine by me, and I'm sure it's totally fine by the masses of Little Wayne fans. So Eric, the moment that they have all been waiting for in a track listing of 23 songs. What are your top five favorite songs? So you don't have to put them in any particular order, except. Number one. Number one has to be the top favorite of this entire album. If you couldn't listen to anything else on this album and you just had to pick that one, that's your number one. So let's just, we'll start from, you know, we'll start from five and work our way up. No particular order except one. What are they? So, okay. Uh, you just killed me <laughs> because, you know, I there are two contenders for number one and now I'm going to have to... I know. I have the same dilemma yeah, as well. Yeah, I'm going to have to kick Maybe, one off. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> uh, I know there can only be one number one, but... Um, can we t- really actually, tough. can we tie it now that you mentioned? <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? You make the rules. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's tie it because I have the same. Now I'm looking down at my sheet. I'm like, yeah, he's right. Okay, so okay. fine. Th- then, okay, three... <laughs> Three others and then two for the number one spot. Yes, these are all our top five favorites, but two of them will tie for the number one spot because you're right. That's actually extremely difficult. So, Eric, take it away. Dark Side of the Moon, definitely one of my top favorites. You know, I maybe it's because, I don't want to say I was biased, but maybe maybe the fact that the Pink Floyd song called, uh, you know, Brain Damage influenced me a little bit because it's a mellow song and, you know, it's got, dark side of the moon within the lyrics so when i saw the title dark side of the moon i wasn't expecting a heavy hitting song but i was expecting nikki to rap but i love that it's aside from it being a mellow song i love that she sings her vocals are fantastic their voices harmonize so well and i love that it's a very intimate love story between two people you know i thought that was really awesome you know i think Aside from another one of my favorites, this is the point in the album where kind of everything stands still and you're allowed to appreciate, you know, the message of the song for what it is. Absolutely. And in my opinion, there is not a bad Wayne and Nicki song out there. Whenever they are teamed up together, they are definitely a force to be reckoned with. You know, it's going to be a good track. Absolutely. 
So another one of my favorites, Let It All Work Out. I love this one because I love the positive message it ends on. You know, the song was definitely very heartfelt, you know. Perfect kinda, way to close the album. Perfect yeah, way to close the album. Kind of painful too, based on some of the stories he told. But ultimately what happens is, you know, like, like he said, you know, I survived and it all worked out and now I'm back. You know, what a, I, I don't Such see a, a powerful than, and heartfelt song. I feel like this is the yeah, most heartfelt yeah. song on the entire album and and just in general in Wayne's catalog this song really stands out and really is going to be remembered so my third favorite is Mona Lisa featuring Kendrick Lamar very nice of I had course to. I of had course to. You know, Kendrick is one of my absolute favorite artists out there same and the story is just so insane I think this is I want to say this is the hardest hitting song on the album because it's just so crazy, you know, and, and the delivery with which Lil Wayne, you know, gives it just really ups the ante. And a side note, what I love, too, about this album or what I think is interesting about it is a lot of these songs and I mean, the majority of these songs were created years ago. People, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. That's, that's awesome. Fun fact, because a lot of people think because it was just recently released that, you know, he was just working on it this past year or whatever, but he's actually had these songs in the vault, but just he wasn't able to release them because of the legal battle that was going on. So a lot of these songs, including that one, have been around. So so that was an, an old version of Kendrick Lamar as well, which I thought was pretty cool. Definitely. And I always think that's really cool because I kind of feel like when you write a song from years ago, or rather when you release a song that you wrote years ago, I kind of feel like you have this expectation that it's going to be amazing because they wrote it years ago and years ago they were at the top of their game. So you're like, well, this has to be amazing. So, you know, knowing what I know now, that this song was written years ago, it's it's kind of like not really surprising that it's amazing as it is, you know? And I love it all the more for that now. So the two that are tied for number one, I'll say the first one. What About Me? I love that song. I love how nice. simple it is. You know, this is the other song I was talking about. Aside from Dark Side of the Moon, this is another very heartfelt one, very personal. And I just love how simplistic it is. You know, I love Lil Wayne's delivery. I love his vocals. It To me, it's... The comparison might not be all that weird, but it might, might be. I don't know. To me, this song is... I feel like something Drake would do. Oh, yeah. So, totally. You know, I could I, totally see I, that. I like the... I, I'm not saying that, you know... Like, I, I just love the that comparison between Drake and his work. And this is what I mean. You can see where Drake's influence comes from because, you know... Wayne is such a master at that art form. Yes, I agree. I agree. And I totally agree with you that uh, this could have been a Drake song as well. Yeah, I feel like had they collaborated together, this easily could have fit on Scorpion. Yes, yes. You know, I, I feel like it maybe could have fit on the R&B side of Drake's Yes, album. that was a great observation. I love that. Yeah, you know, I, and obviously I still have Scorpion stuck in my head. <laughs> so I'm not over that yet. <laughs> That's great, Eric. I'm so proud. I'm like a, a proud mama bear of, of uh, <laughs> you listening to Scorpion and you actually enjoying it as yeah, much it as you did. Fantastic album. That being said, here it is. My last pick. Start that shit off right. Featuring Shanti and Mac Main. Nice. What wow. 
wow what a freaking throwback to like 90s sound oh totally yeah that, that's what got me as soon as ashanti started singing i got chills i was like wow first of wow. all shout out to ashanti seriously kids oh kids these days they don't know about ashanti they, <laughs> they don't really know don't. they really don't i love it because of ashanti i love the lyrics it has a very easygoing vibe to it, very party-like vibe to it. Yes, yes, and, it does. You know, I love the live instrumentation. It's so good. And it's just so perfect in every single way. It's a fantastic song. And with that being said, my top five favorites, here we go. No particular order until we get to the, the last two. Uh, we'll start it off with Mona Lisa. Nice. Very nice. How could anybody not put this in their top five for this album? That is beyond me. I mean, we already spoke about it. Kendrick, he in my eyes, he can do no wrong. He's one of the best rappers in the game right now. And uh, I love this collab of Wayne and Kendrick together. I, I hope in the future there'll be more collabs with them together because the way that their minds work and creatively and the way that they their flow um, integrates with one another, I thought that was great. Oh, yeah, for sure. They are like a perfect pairing, just like, you know, Wayne and Nikki are. Right. And the story that they told, it had everybody yeah. on the edge of oh their seat God. like, whoa, where is this yeah. going? You know? Yeah. Whoever says that, you know, words can transmit, you know, feelings as well as images can, you're wrong. Listen to this song. Totally. And uh, I love uh, Kendrick's theatrics towards the end of the song. I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't listened to it yet, but uh, definitely check that song out. Uh, it's worth a listen, especially if you are a Kendrick fan. You will definitely not be disappointed. So moving on from that, we got... Uh, my fourth pick, Dedicate. Nice. Got to nice. put that on the list because of what we spoke about earlier in this episode um, where we were talking about how Wayne was the trendsetter for all of what was to come between, uh, you know, the past 10 years, really. So I just love that song at its core. I love the message behind it. And I love how Wayne came back and he was just like, you know, as a reminder to everybody, he dropped that track to let them know what's up. Like, it really wasn't a diss track. It was just more of a, for him to be recognized and respected. And what I like about this, you know, I, I this is just kind of a side note. I like that Lil Wayne kind of went in the same route that uh, J. Cole went in when he called out the mumble rap movement. Right, you know, J. right. Cole, J. Cole kind of hit them with a dose of reality in terms of saying, you guys really don't say anything in your lyrics. Whereas Wayne hit them with an even bigger dose of reality and saying, just remember who is responsible for you being here. Love how you pointed that out with J. Cole because uh, Eminem just did that recently off of his new record Kamikaze that he just dropped on the song uh, called The Ringer, which is such a great, it's one of the, the best songs off of that album in my opinion. And uh, he was basically making fun of the mumble rap movement and how everybody's a clone of uh, one another. And there was a line in there that said, Little Pump, Lil Zan, uh, imitate Lil Wayne, which is the truth because uh once again going back to what we said of of wayne starting this whole movement and then young people youngsters coming along and thinking that they created this and that they know better and and what bothers me is that they really don't pay respect to the greats that have come before them if anything that's my whole thing with that song i love that message it was necessary yes 
Now going into uh, number three, I put Uproar because this song is just a straight banger. We got Swiss Beats on this, you know, with the production. And uh, this song is just such a banger. I feel like this could be put on at any party, any club, and everybody's going to be going off. It's such a dance song. It gets everybody up on their feet. And it's one of those just like... It's just such a banger. It's definitely a standout track off of this album. And if you just want to listen to bars from Wayne, this is straight bars, heavy heavy hitting Wayne. Love this track. I love that I got to see him perform it live. Uh, It was even better live and uh, such a great track. I always go back to this one when I'm listening to this album. Nice. All right. So what is your number one tied spot? Number one tied spot. Okay. So my number two of the number one tied spot. I love how we we created this new category, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Let it all work out. Nice. Very nice. I'm, I'm glad we agree on that one. There's just so much I could say about this track. I can literally have a whole episode based off of this track alone. I just love to see the side of Wayne. I love that he uh, was very vulnerable and let us into that part of his life of everything that he went through when his mom told him that he couldn't rap anymore and she didn't want him to go down that path. And then he took matters into his own hands. And uh, thankfully, he is still alive to tell the tale of what happened to him. It's a really heartfelt story. If you do not listen to any other track off this album, just please listen to this one song. I cannot stress this enough. I love uh, this song from front to back. It's a true masterpiece by Wayne. It's one of the best Little Wayne songs of all time, period. I am totally willing to agree with you on that. And with that being said, my number one of all number ones, you might be surprised by this, but I love this song. I've played this song on repeat so many times. I love the fact that he included his daughter on this. I hope that they have future collabs together in the future because once again, uh, a majority of these songs were actually very old songs, but just in the vault ready for to be released. And this was one of them because uh, her voice, she sounds so young on this track. And now, you know, she's much older now. I cannot wait for them to hopefully collab again in the future. I think she's extremely talented, not just because she's Wayne's daughter, but uh, just because she has some voice. I'm talking about the song Famous. Nice. Yes, famous featuring Regine Carter. Shout out to her. I think that she really made this track something special. I love the way that Wayne included so much of his family on this album between his mother and his daughter and just, you know, shining a light on what's most important to him. And that really came across throughout the entire album. And I love the theme of this whole song. And I just, I love this song to death. And what a performance. Seriously, yeah. And uh, I just want to throw it out there that uh, this is on the Music Matters Media playlist. So if you want to listen to our playlist, all you got to do is go on our website and you can listen to our playlist of of all the songs that we're listening to right now. Uh, This is on it and a bunch of other Wayne songs are on it um, off of the the Carter 5. So go check it out. And for everybody that's listening, it's not just a hip hop based playlist. There's something on there for everybody. Everybody, I promise you, I update it every single month. So we got fresh new songs each month. So please go check that out. Give it a listen. You will not be disappointed. Nice picks, man. That's that's all I can say. I'm totally happy with her choices. Me too. 
And with that being said, it feels so good to be back, you guys. But most of all, we just want to hear from you. We want to know what are your favorite tracks, your least favorite tracks. Did you care about Wayne's big return? Did you miss him? Who are your top five favorite MCs in the game? I think that'll be a, a an interesting. Ooh, that's wow. That's that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I can't wait to hear the feedback on that. But anyway, guys, please feel free to reach out to us at www.musicmattersmedia.com and we will see you for the next one.